0: This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680-CJOB. Hello. Happy Thursday, everybody. 204-780-6868. Jets at Noon. Always welcome your text messages. Jim Toth uh, here as well. Jim, how are you doing?
1: I'm well. How are you today, sir? Happy Thursday, everybody. Thanks for listening. Let's go. Jets at Noon.
0: Absolutely. I want a big uh, shout out before we get into anything. Terry... Uh, text the show all the time, really appreciate it uh, brought in donuts for the whole office so Terry was very very popular amongst uh, the crew here at CGOB and Global News
1: everybody loves Terry uh,
0: and Terry, I gotta ask you a question, how did you know that I love sour cream cream glaze? because there was like six of them in there
1: I was surprised the curler lasted so long
0: yeah, I'm not a curler guy
1: I, I think it's an old donut. Like, yeah. I saw Tyson pick the sprinkles one. Like that he's, was hilarious. Like he's six.
0: <laughs> the whole place. Well, I went through the whole office. I, Tyson. And nobody touched the sprinkles. I hate
1: sprinkles. Tyson, Rewicki, and my three-year-old take the sprinkle donut. Tamana went for the classic chocolate. What's wrong with that? Yeah. I, but, uh, I the, the curler sp- was hanging around there. It was the last one in, and I'm like what's my but I think it's an older it's a, it's like a Werther. Yeah. It's an older treat. Yeah. So I I love a curler. Yeah. Give well, me I'm, a curler. I'm not against melt in your mouth.
0: It's just not my it's not my favorite.
1: But thanks to Terry for that. That was pretty popular. And thanks Terry. I started a new regime 2 days ago so thanks for dropping donuts off and Yeah. The temptation of toth. I'm
0: really uh... I
1: didn't do it though. No, you didn't. I'm all in. You didn't. Um, going to look schvelt in nine to ten years.
0: Yeah. You'll get there. Just right about the time I get there, too. We'll do it at the same time. We'll be shvelt together. We'll time it together. And then we'll go for new headshots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I want to thank you for bringing up uh, Tyson and Wiki going for the, going for the sprinkles, because I noticed the same thing, and I, I just I just looked. I gave him a yeah. look.
2: It's
1: like going and somebody ordering cheese pizza. What are you, Seven. You're 40 years old. You're getting a cheese
0: pizza? <laughs> 204-780-6868. Uh, we're looking to get Jamie uh, Thomas, uh, Winnipeg Jets insider, uh, on the program. In just the next little bit, he's just getting audio from the coach. Uh, we're looking for the latest news on uh, Winnipeg Jets' practice. They they took to the ice at 11. They're going to be uh, jumping on a plane at 1, uh, going to Chicago to take on Connor Bedard and the Chicago Blackhawks tomorrow night, 5.30 pregame show, 7.30. Puck drop right here on six eighty CJOB Friday evening, uh, but no Nikolai Ehlers in the line rushes. Uh, everything else staying the same. Um, Stanley drops back down. Uh, Samberg and Schmidt back uh, uh, back as a pair uh, on the on the D line, but Stanley uh, dropping back down to the seventh defenseman. Uh, so we're just waiting to see uh, what the news is on on Ehlers.
1: Yes, this is. Um, ominous to be honest with you they had a day off and he's not on the ice whether he has a um, injury or he's demanded to be traded due to lack of ice time <laughs> i'm kidding everybody settle down now what
0: if it is that settle gem? down what well, if then, it is, um, then i'm Big an insider
1: <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that at all i'm just saying it's it's a little um this isn't good news I mean, if it's something nagging and he's going to play, all that's great. Um, yeah, but uh, I I don't like the fact that they had a full day off, and uh, he did play in last game and not leave it early. I mean, I know his ice time, but
0: uh, Jamie Thomas, Jets insider, joining us. Uh, he was out there watching practice. Hey, Jamie, how you he's doing? He's
1: an insider now. Like this business card just keeps growing. Well,
0: we were calling him uh, a content producer.
1: Yeah, and he hated that. Well, it just sounds like I'm ten. So
0: he got rid of that. It sounds
1: like you color for a living.
0: And so I just decided I'm just going to give him the moniker. He's an insider. He's right there. He is an insider. He's at practice. Because he's he's on the inside. inside
2: the dressing room and That's right. inside Matt Frost Media Center. So you're not wrong.
0: Yes. Well, thank you yeah. for that. Uh, what's the latest from practice uh, situation with Nick Ehlers? Have we learned anything?
2: Well, as uh, I, I hate to tell you guys, the guys, this, they were just, uh, Scott Billick was asking a question about Nikolai Healers and the phone rang. So I had to leave the room because my phone was oh, coming off, was off.
1: Man, Jets at what, noon like, ruins everything.
2: Like what good am I? Really? If this is what you phoned me for and this is what you want me on the show. <laughs> so, like I can't Here, even get that you're right. Not, you're not a good <laughs>
1: insider when you have information coming
0: and you leave.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry. The Actually, part, can't The part that you're going to ask me. It sounds like I guarantee you he's fine. So but, uh, Yeah,
0: Ken yeah. Wiebe, of course, a uh, friend of the program, contributor here on CJOB, uh, tweeting this out. Uh, head coach Rick Bonus says, Nikola Ehlers is battling something but is expected to play tomorrow versus uh, the Blackhawks. Uh, nagging injury is how Bonus describes it.
2: Yeah. Like, I remember, I think it was, it was Dave Manouk was saying today, I think it was last month that Ehlers was dealing with an upper body issue uh, a little bit because uh, he had left practice, but that was like last month. But So maybe this is the nagging upper body issue that has been uh, bothering Nikolai Ehlers. But the best part of that information that can we tweeted out is that it sounds like a play tomorrow. So
0: yeah, um, it's usually an indication to a Jamie when I follow, I mean, he would be the yeah. guy I think that would move up, but he just kind of yeah. slots in. Um, and it mm-hmm. isn't a total change in, in how the forward group is, is moved. So usually an indication it's just a maintenance thing, but uh, yeah. Um, where are the, the Winnipeg Jets, in the conversation the last two nights, Calgary and then against Minnesota, of course, them winning in Minnesota, then losing in, in spectacular fashion to the, to the Calgary Flames. It's about mm. refinding the five-on-five game, Jamie. Um, where, where, do the, where do the Winnipeg Jets, I mean, they have a blueprint starting from the whole entire, you know, yeah. the, the, the first four-fifths of the season, maybe even more, five-sixths, seven-eighths of yeah. the season.
2: Yeah, look at it this way. It's fascinating how a season goes along. All we talked about is how great the 5-on-5 play was and the power play stink. Right now your power play's clicking and it's saving you in games instead of costing you and the 5-on-5 game isn't as sharp as one. And you heard Gabe Hilario say that the other night. Like, yes, they they produced some goals and got some offense. I'm talking about him, Mark Scheibler, and Kyle Connor. It was mainly power play and he was critical of their 5-on-5 play and, and it was the top line that was you know, hand in their own end a little longer there. And now another thing too, is Minnesota does regardless of who's out of the lineup, that they, they they do give you fits, right? And I, I remember Paul Murray saying this all the time, other team gets paid too. So at some point you're going to have breakdowns in your five on five play, but we are so used to them dominating in that fashion. Now, when it gets out of whack a little bit where well, there is cause for concern, but the the key here to me is that they're finding ways to win games right now at a, at a tough part of year. And Rick Bonus just said moments ago, you know, there's lots of scoring opportunities right now in the league. There's been a lot of high scores, but he's expecting it to get tight again. And I think the five on five play will get tight again here for the Winnipeg Jets. So a little bit of a blip on the radar for them, but I think a, a positive way of looking at this is the power play that we've been ripping on for so long it has got six goals in the last three games and kind of looks you know, pretty scary now when when they go out there on the ice. And I'm not going to put them in the category of the Edmonton Oilers where you're terrified when they step on the ice every time. But it's it's starting to produce opportunities and create momentum for them. And uh, we'll see if they can carry that over uh, tomorrow night in Chicago.
1: It's been a little slow going with games over the past two weeks, but March, it gets real heavy. Um, If they can pile up these points with a day or two off in between games Mm -hmm. uh, before it's go time, because um, the other key is to stay healthy. Talk a little bit about that, about how they're going so good for such a good clip, the break came, and then it's sort of like, you can't get right back at it. I, I think a lost story in how they played Minnesota after the how awful they played against Calgary um, mm-hmm. is the fact that they got right back at it. I think this is a team that's a rhythm team, right? I think that the yeah. more they play, the the better they can sustain what they do well.
2: And uh, when the, let's go back to Valardi again, right? That was part of him. Like, the, you know, he was asked, you know, is it nice to, when you're working through an injury? Like, he, he just came back a while back. But he's like, I want to get back at it. I want to keep going. And I think players are creatures of habit. They like to have, I I think they would like to have a game every other night for the most part, um, uh, just to keep things rolling, especially if you lose a game, you want to get back at it the next night. So I agree with you that the fact that they got back at it was, was, was helpful, but Now you've heard Rick Bonus talk about they're going to need everybody. And I do, as tough as it must have been for Morgan Barron and Nate Schmidt to come out of the lineup, you got to keep everybody fresh. Like Rasmus Kapari has been sitting around forever. And Logan Stanley played pretty well for the three games filling in for Brendan Dillon. So you do kind of have to reward him and get him back in there, Um, not to say, hey, Dillon's out, so we got to put you in, and then that's going to be it. I, I like this idea of people going in and out of the lineup in a healthy scratch way. You know, and a key is it's not because of your place. It's got to be, keep, they got to keep everybody fresh. So um, it, it's about to get crazy here. We are so used to having so much time off between games uh, as broadcasters, as, as members of the media, um, that it will be nice to get into a rhythm here of a bunch of games in, in March. And we'll, we'll see if they can remain healthy. Um, through that stretch, but I think a big part of it is going to be able to be uh, leaning on everybody, as Rick Bonus has said.
0: 16 games in the month of March. I was going to say the Ooh. same thing, Jamie. It'll be nice for us to get into a rhythm uh, yeah. instead of all these big breaks, too, as well, between games. And just to follow up, we only got about 30 seconds here. Yeah. But I, just to follow up with that, how, mo- how often do you think we see Logan Stanley over the final stretch here, particularly in March?
2: Yeah, the, 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 I think it's just going to be depending on the opponent. But I think, you know, in March, I would – I'll, I'll listen, I'll throw a number out there. Let's, let's go with five or six games How okay. about that. Yeah. That's about, good. Uh, yeah. And yeah. I, I, mean, Nate Smith has been brilliant to me, like him and Dylan Sandberg have been a great pairing. So it's, that's where the challenge is. Cause that, that, that pairing has been very hard to score against, but uh, I think five or six games in the month of March for Logan Stanley.
1: Great gotcha. stuff. Before I let you go, I know you had Darren Dragon on your podcast. We'll talk about the podcast yeah. too, but what do you think they're looking at right now? Just depth?
2: Yeah, I think so. Like, I, I mean, it would be great to get a middle six forward, don't you think? Like, it just mm. whenever you like Cole Perfetti and, and is it, you know, obviously because he's a younger player, it would be nice to put a guy in there that you could score. You know, you can move up from your third line or fourth line. Another utility guy, uh, and certainly a depth defenseman. But man, it's uh, it's it. I think the price is going to be going up. All here, it's all quiet right now. But the amount, the lack of players that will help your roster. Is going to mean the price is going to go up. So it'll it will be very interesting to see how this all shakes out. To
0: me. I hear about this guy coming out of the Aust- Austrian Alps, uh, P- uh, Gino <laughs> Pina Rider. I
2: think yeah. he
0: would be a perfect fit if they can get a guy like that.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jets- Another one of those guys.
0: Yeah, Jets Insider Jamie <laughs> Thomas uh, joining the program. Jamie, thanks so much. Take care.
2: Okay, guys. See you.
0: Talk to you soon. Thanks, okay. James. Gino Pina Rider. I heard he's good. He's not bad. Yeah. Back back in the day, I don't know how he is right from the Austrian Alps. Yes, he's uh, he's an an Inksbrook guy. He's had
1: a long walk down, but he'll be here.
0: You know, he's he just needs to stop saying Adelweiss all the time.
1: (laughs) I think they're looking for depth, and I think they'll add a top six if they can do it. I think they got a winger coming in.
0: I think a winger, you think they're gonna bring um, in
1: like there's Tarasenko uh, and some guys like that. I, I, I think
0: it's I think it's that middle six range, it might be a guy they can drop down. Um, and a guy they can move up. That's what I think they're going to be looking for. And on the D, I think it's just going to be a depth piece. Another veteran, maybe even a guy behind Logan Stanley on the depth chart, but I I don't think it's anything beyond that. Right. I think think the blue line's good. I I think the blue line's pretty good. Fair enough. just we need to fix the goaltending issues for the Winnipeg Jets. If they could just get a save once in a while. (laughs) Uh, There's an ongoing conversation here, um, and we're going to talk about this, and it's been all over the place. And, you know, uh, Jeff Merrick recently had Adam Oates. Adam Oates, of course, a mentor to a couple of the members of the Winnipeg Jets, uh, uh, Andrew Kopp, um, of course, uh, a former Jet, Mark Scheifele, very close to Adam Oates. Uh, Josh Morrissey works with him uh, as well. He was on the Jeff Merrick Show and had a really great conversation, and it's uh, leading right into something that we're kind of – discussing here is you know Winnipeg Jets people as people who follow the Winnipeg Jets and 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 look at the team how long is a player's leash in comparison to say Kyle Connor Nick ealers we're gonna yeah, get let's talk that. we're going to get into that conversation when we come back right after 12 30. we also have Jets tickets to give away tickets to give away on Sunday against the coyotes for the wassack game we'll be giving away those so keep listening for a chance to win some jets tickets don't go anywhere Jets at noon on 68 CJOB. Thank you very much, Skyler Peters. 204-780-6868-204. 780-6868. We have Jets tickets to give away later on in the show. Listen for your cue to call. We'll take uh, what do you think? Caller caller, we'll take caller 6 when we give you the cue. Don't call now. What about 87? You know what? We're gonna do 87.
1: In honor of Sidney Crosby, can you answer eighty-six calls, Jay? I'd rather not.
0: Okay, six it I, is. I then.
1: just, I just rather not. we six. We'll do six. <laughs> okay, I'm kidding, buddy. Oh, come on now.
0: One after the other, and I better see all those go through.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Even you listeners out there would be like thirty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> how do I, how do I keep going? <laughs> Sorry, I was, just, uh, I was just kidding. Listen for your cue to call.
0: Calls. We'll have it later on in the show. We'll be giving away Wattsack game tickets, uh, the Jets against the Jets two against Jets one and the Arizona Coyotes here in town on Sunday. Who've be lost? Keen. Who've lost eleven in a row, and are, their next game is against the Jets.
1: But Austin Matthews scored his 50th and 51st goals of the season, the fastest of 50 since, I think, Mary Lemieux in 95, 96.
0: And the first American to hit it I in believe. 54 games.
1: Uh, the first American to do it yeah. in 54 games in 50. So he's having a dynamic here. We can't today. We don't have time. But eventually, we should talk about this going into next week. The Heart Trophy. Mm. People say if he hits 70, he's up for the heart.
0: Um. M- now, it's, is it Nikita Kucherov? All the conversation was about Nathan McKinnon, but I think he kind of gets squirreled away if well, I if just, Matthews hits Matthews. It's 70. an interesting
1: conversation because if he gets to 70 or 74 goals, I mean, the hardest thing to do in the NHL is score. The hardest thing to do in the NHL, harder than that, is score goals. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I don't know. Like There, there are some... Kucherov has 94 points right now. Nathan McKibben has 92. Connor McDavid has 85. David Paschak, 82. All four of those players cannot score a point for the rest of the season, and they'll finish the year point-per-game players in February already. Austin Matthews has 75 points. 51 goals. I mean, if he had 120 goals and 50, or 120 points, and or even 105 points and 50 goals, I just, I don't know, like... Score 80 goals, but if you have 100 points, is that the MVP? Or, I mean, I just said it. The hardest thing to do in the NHL is score goals. But then you go around to to Connor Hellebuck. Is he an MVP candidate this
0: year? Certainly is on this team. I think he's, you can definitely make an argument for him elsewhere.
1: He is the MVP of this team. Is he up for the heart? Like, does, and again, how I look at the heart is take that player off the team and where would they be? Mm hmm. Who is the most valuable player in the league? It's not the best player in the league, to me. It's the most valuable player in the league.
0: Well, that's the that's,
1: like Connor McDavid's yeah. been winning it. You take him off there. Are the Oilers anywhere? Anywhere? No. I think um, they're not. They're not. You take not Austin Matthews off the Leafs. Are they in the playoffs?
0: You take fifty goals off. Yeah. That.
1: So it's an interesting conversation. You, I mean, Laurent Bressois is kind of proving. And I I don't want to do this because Connor Hellebuck is the best goalie in the NHL this year, in my mind. But Lauren Berswan's been very, very good too for the when people throw out his name for the NBA. Anyway, it's great for Austin Matthews. It's great to do it in his hometown. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, it's great to have a 50 goal score in the National Hockey League.
0: Fantastic doing fun in front of of those 4,600 fans down there at Mullet Arena. Well,
1: they've been having trouble. I think it was 4,200. Oh, maybe you have family and friends.
0: Maybe it's That's tough. Uh, You know what? I think this. I think the the new uh, proposed arena in Scottsdale is going to really fix everything down there in Arizona. So um, do our players, you talk about Austin Matthews, you bring up Nikita My Kucherov. Brother came from Scottsdale for this. You mentioned. You sing. <laughs> you, you sing well. <laughs> uh, you mentioned Nikita Kucherov. You mentioned um, David Pasternak. Are those players, do they have longer leashes as superstars and other guys in those in their lineup.
1: Well, Kucherov's a guy who has sat down for an entire third period by his head coach in the middle of Stanley Cup runs. I believe it was on their way to the second straight. Steven Stamkos as well. Um, so that's a different message. We're talking about the Jets. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of talk going around of why if Kyle Connor has three turnovers that his ice time isn't limited compared to Nick Ehlers if Nick Ehlers has three turnovers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the whole idea of take the names out of it, it th- this isn't an office. This is what I always say to people. You always want it like when we talk about discipline and he cross-checked him in the face, if you did that in the street, you'd go to jail. Why is he not suspended? Because it's not society. It's, yeah. pro, it's pro hockey. It's pro sports. It's different. You can't equate to what a great place we are in our own workplace now where the person who comes in and reads news on the weekend is just as valued as an important as the weekday morning news anchor. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm, I'm proud to work in an environment like that, where whether you're a show host or a sports reader or a producer, we're all equal where we all, you know, have the same sort of, um, emphasis on what we do. Yeah. That's not pro hockey, pro hockey. You can have different rules for different people. And I don't mean different rules for different people. I just mean if a fourth line player turns a puck over three times, he's not going to play anymore. If Kyle Connor turns the puck over three times, he's going to play more because they need to get back into the game.
0: On the Jeff Merrick show, and this was just a few days ago, Adam Oates, you know, a mentor, a big mentor to Mark Shifley, very close with Mark Shifley. Um, Josh Morrissey works with Adam Oates. Uh, Blake Wheeler has in the past. Um, uh, um, uh, uh, there's, a, there's Andrew Cobb, and the number, number a of players. number so, of players, yeah.
1: 20 at least.
0: He was asked by Jeff Merrick on his show, what makes a good coach for Adam Oates? And here was his quote, a guy that's willing to have a little gray area and a guy that understands every player's leash because we're all here to win. That's a fact. But every player has a different leash. Obviously, the superstars of the team have a different leash than the seventh defenseman and the 13th forward. The backup goalie has a different leash than the starter. So I like a coach that is sensitive to that. And we'll try and help a guy through that and try to help a guy grow because I am putting you in my lineup, speaking for the coach, and I need you to execute. I want you to execute. So to me, technically, the superstar is supposed to be the best player, so you expect more from him than the 12th forward. But I still need my 12th forward to become my 11th forward. You want to get the most out of every guy. And I I, I fundamentally agree with that quote. And I think players understand that. And I agree with it on on a bunch of levels here. So I think it's as simple as if you're trying to say that players need to be treated equally and, oh, Connor did X, so did Ehlers. Why is Ehlers being the one being punished here or perceived to be punished? I don't think coaches punish. I don't think that they are punitive. I think when you see what's been happening with the cutting of ice time of Ehlers and Perfetti, I think it's you. the coach wants to win. The coach is not making decisions to lose games, and the team is trying to find them the right spot because they want them to go. They want them to be good. They want to get them going. The team needs Ehlers. It needs Perfetti, right? So you ask yourself a question right now on this team, and this is no insult to anybody, but you need a goal at this moment. Who are you sending over the boards right now? Kyle Connor or Nick Ehlers? I'll go one step further. Say the top line, and
1: look at the last three games as a prime example. Yeah, They haven't been good five on five. They've had some turnovers. Second line, same thing. But Kyle Connor has seven points in the last three games. They're two and one. That's why he gets a little more leash. He's producing. And he hasn't produced very much since his injury. He hasn't been on fire whatsoever. I go back to the days of Paul Maurice and they kept saying like, why are Wheeler's Shifley and whoever out there all the time and all the time. Well, look at the game. If you're in the third period and tied or you're down by one and which two years ago, three years ago, they were a lot. Who are you riding? Who are you putting over the boards to get a goal? Again, to your point, he's been horrific tonight, but there's eight minutes left and we're tied. I'm not rolling out. I'm rolling out who I think is going to score. Yeah. Despite the turnovers, despite whatever. And it has nothing to do with, to me, about I like this player more than that. This is the biggest misnomer going in in National Hockey League right now with some fans. Nobody dislikes the players on their team. There's not a coach going, I don't like this guy. There are some that this guy rubs me the wrong way, whatever. Everybody wants... In the coaching staff, Cole Perfetti and Nick Ealers to be the guys to go over the boards. But in the Vancouver game, who's playing better? Who won the game in the third period? In the Minnesota game. And you can sit here and argue with me that, well, Nick Ehlers and Nicole Perfetti didn't have a lot of ice time. If you give them more ice time, they'll score. It doesn't work that way. More ice time does not always equate to... In fact, it rarely
0: equates to more points. It doesn't. And we looked at Nick Ehlers, and it it, it just doesn't. And it's as simple as watching the game against Minnesota. And did the first line make mistakes five on five? 100%. Oh, for sure. They They did. But what they were able to do is they were able to generate offensive zone time. Go back and watch the game. If you're questioning any of this, and watch the line of Sean Monaghan... Cole Perfetti and Nick Ehlers. The puck is in the defensive zone, it comes out, it goes into the offensive zone, and it comes right out. Almost every single time that line went into the offensive zone, that puck was coming out in less than 10 seconds. Until the third period when they had a couple of good shifts and they were able to generate, they were able to move the puck a little bit. But that's what head coach Rick Bonus has been talking about. That's what he's been harping on the last little bit about that line. They need to be in the offensive zone more. The first line was in the offensive zone a heck of a lot and generated more chances. Were there mistakes? Was there issues five on five? Yes. But the question is, there is a a longer leash for the first line right now because they're putting points on the board.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Nick Ehlers had an assist against Minnesota. He did. They're producing.
1: They, They are just as bad as every other line defensively and turnover wise the last three games, but they're producing.
0: Yeah. And the first, and the first lines had, everybody had a rough game against Calgary. They had a tough game against Minnesota, but they were able to find the back of the net. Um, And it's like, we forgot how dominant that line was against Vancouver in the, in in a matchup against the best team in the league and how the second line struggled in that game.
1: Yeah. I just, we hear this argument so much that it's to a point where you just, you want more Nick Ehlers to, to have more Nick Ehlers. You like him. He's your favorite player. Yeah. And it, it that way it doesn't work. I know the coaching staff loves Nick Ehlers. I know management does. Yeah, yeah. They want him to start being more consistent. And as I always do, Cam, I haven't talked to him for a couple of seasons, but when I did or when I hear him speak now, but when I did talk to Nick, he's the first one to tell you that. I go back to a quote when he was a young player and he had two goals in the third period or he had whatever. And he was being interviewed after the game. I was in the scrum, and he said, before any, he answered any question, they said, that's got to feel pretty good or very good third or whatever he goes. First of all, I want to thank Coach Paul Maurice. He has a lot of faith in me, and he believes in me heavily. Um, I had two turnovers in the first two periods, and he kept throwing me out there, and I'm just happy that I could score those points to reward his faith in me. There's not a coach that looks at Nikki, There's a Cole Profetti and goes – I don't like these guys. I'm not playing them. Yeah. There's a ton of coaches that look at a game and the flow of it and see what's happening and goes, this is what I need at this moment, and these are the guys I trust more. That's why he's working with them. And why do they trust them more? Check the stats. Kyle Connor has not been on fire since he came back from injury at all, but check his resume. Mm -hmm. Check Nick Ehlers' resume. Very good analytics. 60-point player. But check the stats. Check the resume. Those are the guys I'm going with. And every team does it. Now, some people are going to say, well, Torts will bet." Yeah, Torts will. But Torts doesn't have a very good hockey team. <laughs> no. So it's real easy. Yeah. If you have three lines that are usually the same, it's real easy to pick one of them that you're going to rely on every night. Mm-hmm. But when you have a top-heavy, top-six team, or you have a top-nine team like the Jets and the one line isn't producing – it doesn't matter, in my mind, come third period and the turnovers and what this. I'll roll the two lines that are producing. Adam Lowry's line gets things done, and the top line, even with their defensive deficiencies lately, have been producing. The second line is having defensive deficiency issues, and they are not producing.
0: When there's a leash, it gets longer, and it gets shorter. It's not like you look at Kyle Connor or Mark Shifley and say, well, their leash for... Uh, the rest of the season is going to be X long. It's changing. It's changing. If the second line was fantastic defensively, was pummeling the team and putting on four points a game with with Perfetti, Ehlers, and Monahan, if they were prof- if they were producing, they'd be getting more ice time. They would be out there. They would be getting that. Uh, there would be no question as to what's happening. This
1: right? is the third coach that I'm being told. Hates Nick Ehlers. That's absolutely asinine to me. It's the dumbest. I'm sorry to you people that believe this. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I've not known a coach in this town that does not love what Nick Ehlers can be and bring to this team. It just, it has to be, again, if he has a game where that, if that second line goes out in Chicago in the first period and has two goals, watch the ice time at the end of the game. If the first line's struggling. Again, what was the quote in Calgary from Rick Bonus prior to the game? You could have heard it here in the pregame at 680 CGOB, I believe, was we're not in the business of handing out ice time anymore. You have to earn it.
0: We got Jets tickets to give away. And you earn it, and you'll play. We got Jets tickets to give away. We'll give you that cue to call right now. Fill up the phone lines. 780 6868. Pick up the phone. Wasak game Sunday against the Coyotes. 204 780 6868. Jets at noon on 8 cjob Oh, Jim, we got some tickets to give away to the Jets game on Sunday. Arizona Coyotes, Wasak game. 780 6868. Caller six. Hello. Caller six. Hi. Sorry, you're caller one. Caller one. Oh. oh, sorry about that. Hey, we got caller two. Caller two. Sorry about that. A caller three. Caller three. Oh, sorry. Caller caller three is warm. Caller four. This one always is the hardest. This is the hardest one. Because you're close, but not close enough. Caller five. I'm so sorry. Oh, sorry, pal. Caller five is the worst. We apologize. Sorry about that. Hello, who's this? Who do I got here? Sheldon. 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 Which caller do you think you are? Ooh, I hope I'm 87. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well done <laughs> Sheldon well done what are you doing right now Sheldon I'm sitting in my car trying to win some tickets it doesn't matter because you're going your to go on six. Sunday
0: you're going to go see the Jets all that matters Ooh. is what you're
1: doing Sunday awesome awesome thanks for listening Sheldon Fortune will get you those tickets too yeah. uh, I'm going to pop you on hold Sheldon congratulations we'll more tomorrow to all the listeners that's right free yes. for all Friday free for
0: all free for all Friday get your text messages I wanted to do the rock
1: there not matter what you're doing right now because you're going to the game on Sunday.
0: This texter says, uh, well, we yeah, we can squeeze one more text in here before the end of the show. This texter says, enjoyed listening to your Discord on leashes and players having longer leashes than others. Uh, based on the last two games, Ehlers is either sick or injured. Either way, he should not have played. As he had no intensity. Well, I, I think if the medical staff clears him to play, I think he should be out there. Well, and it's vice he's versa. With, Yeah, he's dealing with something. He didn't practice today, but uh, they're gonna they're gonna see. He's likely to play tomorrow against the Blackhawks. And I
1: want to say vice versa. Like if I'm up two nothing in the third, I'm rolling Lowry's line a lot more, and my fourth line if they're good checkers. Yeah,
0: because they're better, and you and you give your better defensive defensemen yeah. more time.
1: That's the only time I go. You top six are awful tonight defensively.
0: Thank you very much, Jeffrey Fortier, for producing the show. That's it for me. Jim told the ticket all the way until 3 o'clock. Zip. Chats at noon on 680-CJOB.